Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Underdog Podcast, where we talk G5 football and only G5 football for UnderdogDynasty.com, SB Nation's G5 football community, talking the Sun Belt, the American Conference, and today especially, Conference USA. Um, I'm Joe Lonergan, the Western Kentucky blogger over at Underdog Dynasty, and with me as always, Satchel Ziffer, the Old Dominion kicker punter, uh, back in his youth and uh, it's been a little bit since we did a show, but we have a very special reason to get back on the horse today. We have a very special guest, the Commissioner of Conference USA herself, Miss Judy McLeod. Thank you so much for being on the show, Commissioner. You bet. Great to be with you guys today. It's fantastic. Um, so just to kind of ease you into things, how have you been coping with uh, football not being around for a few months now? I think football is always around. Um, That's true. In the conversations, at least. But, uh, you know, we've, we've had our dose of spring football, so everybody's getting their fix that way. And uh, before we know it, it'll be time for football media day. It's hard to believe, but it goes so fast. That was a fantastic answer, if I might say so. You know. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel the same way. Uh, I felt a little differently when it came to actually playing being out there all the time but <laughs> now that I don't have to go out there on uh, cold windy uh, winter days to you know do our workouts I'm fine I'm cool with saying I love football all year round winter spring summer and fall uh, this past year has been a big year for Conference USA uh, Florida Atlantic were the champions and were one of the more entertaining teams in all of football the draft rolled around 10 draft picks with more players signing undrafted free agent deals. Uh, Commissioner, what's your take on where Conference USA football is right now? Well, we feel great about it. I mean, we've had some really good teams in the past. Um, Western Kentucky had been strong in Louisiana Tech. Uh, and then FAU came on the scene uh, this year and played an exciting brand of football and uh, really got it going. And they struggled a little bit out of the gate, but uh, what a fun team to watch, and, and we're expecting big things from them ahead. I think we all are now that um, Lane Kiffin's really got that ship going in a really positive direction. Um, and um, speaking of watching football in a time where everybody still seems to be clamoring to be a part of ESPN service, Conference USA has gone in a little different route, which I'm personally a big fan of, with 15 games on stadium, nine on CBS Sports Network on top of the championship game. Uh, Commissioner, can you tell us a little bit about how this new media deal came to pass and why the league is taking such a digital-friendly approach when it comes to broadcasting games? Sure. Uh, you know, I think we always we're trying to please everyone, which, as you know, is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with the way that viewers uh, watch football and, and all sports these days, it's important to us 
to get on um, the different digital offerings and but still have a balance of some traditional TV. I don't even think we say the word TV very much anymore, but um, so our first tier package is with CBS and Facebook. Um, I'll give Stadium a lot of credit for getting us on Facebook and Twitter during this year. And we had a lot of success, um, both football and basketball there. And so uh, the first tier was CBS and Facebook. When the games are on Facebook, they'll still be produced by CBS, have the CBS look. And then um, the second tier, excuse me, with Stadium and Facebook again, um, Stadium will produce all of those games. So we're really comfortable um, with the exposure that all of that provides to us. I will tell you, though, um, there is more to come. And so um, we will be involved with some additional parties as well. And uh, hopefully we'll wrap up those deals near the end of the month or early June. There is more to come. That's that's a nice little tease there. Can you, can you point us in a little bit more of a, a more specific direction when you say that? Well, we do have one year left on our uh, BN deal, mm-hmm. and so they will continue as a partner. We're currently uh, negotiating for the future of those rights. And then we've had an ESPN3 package, and so we're currently in discussions uh, with ESPN uh, for mostly digital offerings as well. So will that change uh, CUSA TV? Will that change anything in there, or will it kind of stay the same? Um, a couple of things that are important. So our membership, if you guys have watched CUSA TV, mm-hmm. you know, the, the quality varies, depends on which school is producing. And it's kind of uh, stating the obvious. But um, so our membership has committed to, to everybody get up to a higher quality of standards. Uh, beginning this fall for football and so we're hoping that CUSA TV is more consistent across the board in terms of production quality so that's kind of number one Uh, two CUSA still will CUSA TV it's hard to say altogether will still (laughs) exist um, but we'll also have uh, offerings on some other platforms as well. What is your preferred? I'm, that's kind of vague, cost, but that's all I can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally understand. Um, it's funny you mentioned it's tough to please everybody. You know, Satchel can tell you a little more bit more about that. But um, what is your preferred method of of watching games now that there's so many different like platforms to watch sports on? Me personally? Yes. Uh, you know, it's tough for me because. On a normal Saturday, I try to get out to a campus. But when I do that, I see one game and then maybe a game on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if I sit at home and I have a game on the TV, a game on my iPad, a game on my phone, you know, you can almost watch every game now. So um, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not a big particip- participant in the uh, social media part of watching games on Facebook, but. I still like to watch the games on Facebook, but really it doesn't matter. You know, wherever I can get a game now, it, and people's behavior has changed so much that you know you can you can be in a meeting and secretly be watching a game. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> I will tell you, and this is an honest confession, that multiple times uh, this past season I was you know working while you know at the same time watching a game. So. Nope. Okay. <laughs> 
don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, if Satchel does it, it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I kicked the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you did the you you did the most important thing, which was exactly. which was punt. <laughs> Judy, I'm I'm um, I'm gonna head a campaign this next season for uh, more special teams awareness within CUSA, so people understand how important special teams players like I was is to the game. Just... Okay. So. Count me in. Yes, that's huge. Now I just need to get President Broderick on board, and we're good. <laughs> yeah, let let me know when that happens. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I, we kind of know each other. I think he might know me. So I think he I think he might get on board with that. <laughs> I yeah, he was that. my first uh, board chair, and, yeah. and just was great. Um, so board chair for our last two years. He's a he's a great he's a great person. I mean, he you couldn't ask for more with a president to be involved with, like just be there with the uh, with football. And you know, he really he always supported us. Uh, he was always one of the first people to shake our hands after a game and the first person to see us before a game. It it, it was really awesome to see him all the times and just see how how committed he was to us and to all athletics within Old Dominion. And I'm I'm sure that's how all presidents are within their universities. So, at least in CUSA, of course. Course. Uh, but President Broderick's been great and really been a leader for us since they joined the league. And, you know, coming in as a new member, that doesn't always happen. So we've been really fortunate there. Speaking of uh, new <laughs> members, one more question that I wanted to ask you about Conference USA, Commissioner. I think fans of Conference USA would love uh, for the league to grow its footprint a bit by adding a couple more teams. Uh, can you give us a hint about where CUSA expansion talks are right now? Our, our footprint's pretty large, you know, right now. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if people want to travel anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I, obviously, membership decisions are made by our board of directors, and and it's a conversation every year, um, sometimes in more depth than others. Um, but a couple of years ago, we had numerous schools that really wanted to join, and, and at that time, our board... Um, decided to stay at 14, try to get to know each other. I mean, these 14 have only been together. This is the fourth year of this exact group. And so um, at that time they decided, you know, they didn't vote on any particular school, but they just decided expansion, no expansion for right now. So, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen down the road. And if conference realignment takes place again, which I'm sure it probably will, you know, that used to be a, once in a career thing and and now it's kind of an every year topic but we'll see what happens but i don't, I don't have any scoop for you sorry yeah let me let me actually press you on that because that that was okay. something i was actually really interested on was the conference realignment because as we all know uh four or five years ago the cusa and a bunch of the conferences really their whole landscape kind of changed um cusa lost um i can't even keep count of the amount of schools but i know like Tulsa, um, Tulane. Um, what when it comes to that kind of thing, like with the realignment, and there's always that chance of it. Do you do you do you worry about that? Because it kind of seems like that would be something that would really change the whole landscape of you know the TV uh, TV rights, um, where you guys are heading with you know the culture within CUSA. It, 
does that kind of change out the whole landscape when you're looking at it and you know you have to kind of plan ahead plan ahead for that even if it doesn't happen as like a precautionary matter yeah i think just like you know when i was an ad and and you'd have lists of coaches if you lost a coach yeah uh, of who you'd look at we have that information that we keep and we keep current uh, we don't ever want to be caught totally off guard um, but we also want to make sure if we go into that process, it's really thorough and deliberate um, in deciding what our members want to do. I will tell you that, you know, having 14 and having the geographic footprint that we do, you know, the people on the West may not feel like the same as the people on the East about a certain school. So um, sometimes you just have to work through those type of issues, but uh, when our group realigned, we only had five um, that had been with Conference USA, so we had nine new members. Yeah. And it was, you know, it, honestly, it was almost like a brand new conference. Um, and a lot of the ADs, we've had a lot of turnover in ADs and presidents as well, so even some of the returning members had new leadership. And so we had to recreate the culture we are really comfortable with the culture we had and so you know it always takes different avenues with new schools that bring different attributes but uh, it was almost like starting the, starting a new conference shifting gears a bit from cusa to g5 football as a whole um i'm sure you've seen it in the news as we all have with central florida uh, you know, claiming themselves as the national champions, as the uh, national champions after the undefeated season and the Peach Bowl win and all that. Um, what's your kind of take on um, their actions regarding that and hanging the banner and um, just kind of the um, revamping of the brand that they've been able to accomplish with that whole effort? You know, I, I honestly think they've done a great job of garnering national attention uh, you know it's tough to say what you would do if you were in that situation um, I do have a lot of respect for the college football playoff in that process but they had an amazing year and I know from being on campus I would certainly want to celebrate our student athletes and and um, you know I, I'm just not in their situation so I think uh but what they did last year was great for college football. I think it's it's been great for our leagues as well because, you know, you look at their team, they were 0-12 two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what they've accomplished. And, you know, sometimes we need one of those stories for our guys to go, you know, why can't that be us? And uh, so I think for overall for a group of five, it's been really positive. Unless I'm on their campus, I probably wouldn't comment on how they've done it, you know, but celebrate their kids. I think it's fantastic. Them being in the American and kind of the overall success um, with, you know, Houston and um, Memphis football making waves a little bit, they've kind of claimed themselves as like the P6 conference. Um, do you have an opinion on that? How does that kind of, um, <laughs> you know, is there sort of like a rivalry brew in there um, to kind of get to where they, you know, perceive themselves as? Uh, I guess I'd attack that in a couple, and maybe attack's not the right word, but, you know, there, there are five autonomy conferences, mm-hmm. and the way there would be any more is those five have to vote someone in. So I don't see that changing. Um, if they decide we're going to have an opening, I think we would all be touting our strengths and pushing for that. I mean, we have... We can put out statistics of our performance against the other group of five. Um, 
that are as good or better than most. So, you know, I think all five of our leagues have good teams and sometimes they have great teams. And then most of us have not so great teams every year as well. So, um, you know, they've done a good job with marketing. They're also, they're still in the group of five. And last time I looked sharing from our um, revenue distribution from the college football playoffs. So, um, I don't. I don't put a lot of stock into that, to be honest. Uh, speaking of the college football playoff, uh, you know we can't really. You, there's no guessing what's going to happen, but if it turns into a eight-team playoff system with one automatic bid from a G5, um, or they they don't do the G5 automatic bid, but you know, would you? Would you and you know? Would you consider, or would you and the rest of the commissioners of G5? Uh, how would you go about pushing that initiative to have at least one team? If there's a, like you know, kind of like the BCS, where if they're in the top like 16 or 17 and they're undefeated, um, would you push that upon you know an automatic bid for a team like that? So like a team like UCF this year automatically making it because of you know what they were able to do. Um, right now, I don't think there's push at least from the commissioners to expand more than the four teams. Mm. I mean, so I think if it ever was at a place, so that's a lot of qualifiers, so you can't like clip my statement, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it ever was at a place where there would a, would, you know, where it expanded or something, we would um, definitely probably not get on board unless, you know, there was an automatic spot for that's awesome. uh, okay. a group of five. Um, so again, lots of qualifiers, but I think you guys understood what I was saying. No, I know we get. It. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. And you know, obviously, no worrying about clipping statements and all that, because that means editing and that means work. So <laughs> I was really just us. giving you a bad time. No, I know, I I totally understand. <laughs> um, I think you're underestimating or you're overestimating our abilities here. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least our you know our two abilities, Satchel. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But Judy, you've been with uh, Conference USA in some fashion since 2005, and in that time, you've seen uh, you know so many electric football players come through the league. Uh, who are a few that stand out since you came uh, into a role with Conference USA to you? Seen a lot. How's that? <laughs> you have seen quite a bit. You know, it's, it's like as an AD, they're like, "What's your favorite sport?" And you're like, "I don't have a favorite sport." Um, Boy, we've had fantastic performances. So yeah, I can just give you a couple names, and you can just you can just go with those. Okay, ready? Taylor Heineke, um, <laughs> Satchel Ziffer. <laughs> <laughs> just go with those two. Well, we're fine. Those two are pretty incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, obviously, there's been I mean, a lot. And it's you know, you go back, you go way back. Well, not way back, but uh, Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, you know, I should probably mention. Um, there's been a lot. If I mentioned two schools that aren't with us, then I, <laughs> I have no favorites in the current. Um, See how I did that? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a very neutral, neutral stance. Neutral stance. Okay. I like it. Yeah. No. ELE. Everybody love everybody. It's, you know, it, it, there's mutual support for, for all the teams in the conference. And, um, that's one. Of, that's another thing that I've kind of noticed with like the G5 community as a whole is while you see 
kind of the rivalries get more like intense and brutal um in like the p5 level it seems like at g5 as a whole is a lot more supportive of the space and the other teams uh competing whether it be in their own league or in the other leagues do you kind of agree with that that g5 football is um a very supportive group i do i think it is and and um you know, when UCF was playing Auburn, of course, we were all rooting for UCF. Now, if we're going to play, FAU plays UCF next year, or this coming year, which is going to be a heck of a game, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be rooting for UCF then. But uh, I think, you know, unless you're playing head-to-head, we really root for other teams in other G5 conferences, you know, to be successful. I think it helps all of us. I couldn't agree more. Um you kind of talked about that big showdown next year, um, the media rights deal uh, expanding, uh, possible expansion coming up in the future. Um, can you give us anything else that you in particular are really looking forward to um, that Conference USA has coming down the pipeline? You know, I, I'm really excited about our men's basketball as well. We made great strides this year compared to a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, still, we're very disappointed that uh, – Middle Tennessee didn't get a bid, but um, I think we're on the right track, and um, I see that getting better and better. Um, I'm excited. You know, we're. I'm really excited. I know we talked about the media stuff, but the Facebook aspect of that and the new creative things we might be able to do. uh, We're heading out to their uh, campus out in Menlo Park, California, next month to meet with them and just really understand you know, how we can benefit both of us with this relationship. So I'm looking forward to learning, especially. Uh, I'm not the the best on social media, but I'm smart enough to hire people that are. So, uh, but I think that can really help our conference as we market it in new and creative ways and help our schools. You know, our our baseball has always been good. Uh, I think, you know, one of the most important things for us is just continuing to stay relevant on the national level, uh, making sure our members have a voice there. There's so much right now going on with college athletics and the challenges and opportunities that we face. Uh, And so one of our keys is is making sure Comfort USA's opinions are heard and and people are involved. It seems that way that um, a lot of the member schools kind of feel – Feel the support and uh, appreciate it, at least um, at least from my work, kind of talking to people. So, um, you know, congrats on all the success that you've had as a commissioner um, in the past uh, few years. I believe you came in in 2015, right? Yep. 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 Okay. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, things are moving in a positive direction. And, you know, as fans, I think I, I can speak for Satchel in saying we're really excited and seeing where things go here. I appreciate that. And, you know, I do feel really fortunate. The people in our conference, I know they're working really hard on each campus to provide great experiences for the young men and women in our programs. I mean, we go to a coaches meeting, and sure, when they play each other, they're going to go all out and be very be competitors. But in a meeting, they're all trying to move us forward as a group. And to have that kind of support and willingness to work together – I think it's really important for us, but it, it makes a big difference. I, I kind of looked up the stats, and, you know, not every team can have 100%, uh, you know, home attendance, a perfect attendance for every game. <laughs> cough, cough. But 
um, do you guys do have initiatives or do you guys have, you know, you, you do set out goals for the amount of, um, you know, attendance, a percentage of attendance for each home game? Um, is there something you guys are trying to do to drive more home attendance moving forward? Yeah, we have those talks frequently and a lot of times it's exchanging best practices because, you know, what might work at one place just doesn't fit another community, yeah. so to speak. I think our schools are going to have to get more creative and, and bring other things to the table because, you know, people's attention spans when there's so much going on, they need to be entertained. And so, well, you or I could go to the game and just be perfectly fine just watching a football game and not have to have anything else. I don't think that pertains to the average fan and the people that you're trying to, you know, you'll always have your diehard fans and they'll stick with you. But the people, other people that you're trying to attract and, and build your fan base, there probably has to be more going on at your game than just the game. And mm -hmm. so we talk about different ways to make it an event. Um, and hopefully, uh, as we continue down the road with Facebook and others, uh, there'll be some more ideas that we can implement in stadium um, to try to take advantage of that. And then with attendance, um do you see like a change within, or do you expect a change, especially with, um, I'm pretty sure UAB is getting a brand new stadium, correct? They are. And so that means two new stadiums within the next like four years, I would assume, with them and Old Dominion also getting a new one. Do you see, you know, that, uh, you know, that push or initiative between for each school to kind of, you know, raise the bar when it comes to like the facilities that they have and, you know, pushing forward to, you know, try and, uh, even the gap between them and P5s and even, you know, as Joe uh, mentioned, uh, P6 schools? Uh, you know, I think that's all part of uh, being competitive and trying to provide the best experience for not only your student-athletes but the fans that come to see them. So yeah. the facility um, improvements across the board, I don't think that ever stops. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I don't know if you'll see brand new stadiums, but you'll see renovations. Uh, an interesting thing we do, we keep track of all the facility improvements. And uh, annually, we give that to our membership just as a, you know, a, an informational document. But yeah. you can see, you know, when an 80 goes, oh, hmm, these guys are doing this. You know, maybe we need to look at that. Most, most campuses will have a five to ten year strategic plan on um, facilities a lot of times you know that depends on raising money and outside funds to make those happen but yeah i think that's a, a never-ending project i mean i only asked you because i know i know what you were able to do at tulsa and what you were able to achieve with the facilities there so um yeah, and yeah I, I think I, it I, makes a difference like you talk about uab having an on-campus stadium mm -hmm. i think that's going to be a a huge difference. When I was at Tulsa, we played basketball downtown in a civic in a convention center type of arena. Um, and uh, when we moved that facility on campus and built something new, it, it does make a difference. So um, I think for your students and your fans, well, it's helpful. Well, yeah, and you you saw that this year with the attendance for uh, games at Colorado State. I mean, I, I live in Colorado now, and I went up and saw their stadium uh, right on campus, beautiful stadium. Uh, I'm pretty sure their attendance almost doubled. So uh, that's, Yeah, that's 
kind of been a remarkable story. They did a great job with that. Yeah, it's a fantastic stadium. I can only wish that one day I get to see that at ODU and all these other Conference USA schools. We'll keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, reason to be confident about the future of Conference USA. Um, so that's going to kind of wrap it up for us. Um, thank you so much for listening to the people who are uh, subscribing on iTunes, I hope. Uh, follow Underdog Dynasty on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, you can follow um, myself on Twitter at J-O-E-H-I-O underscore. Uh, Satchel, you got a new Twitter, correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons. There's reasons. Don't call me. Um, I believe. Yeah, so it's Satchel Ziffer, just my name, so. Okay. That's it. All Sorry, right. Mike. And, um... Uh, Judy, do you have any um, things that you want to plug to the people listening where they can, you know, find you on social media? I know you're not that big of a social media user that you said <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> um, Conference USA on social media. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, it's so- been a pleasure visiting with you guys, though. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. You bet. Yes, absolutely. Feeling is mutual. Uh, happy football watching, everybody. Enjoy your summer. Thank you.